every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. So I'm going to continue from where I stopped on Tuesday. If you didn't follow the service on Tuesday, you would have to go back to it. I did quite an introduction that I don't have time to revisit this morning. This is a continuation of the message from Tuesday. And I'm talking to you about how to affect-proof your marriage. I said on Tuesday that the message is for those who respect the sanctity of marriage. It is those that believe in what God has said concerning marriage. The Bible says that a man will leave his, his father and his mother and be joined unto his wife and they will become one flesh. So that teaching is for those that believe in that word. If you know that in your heart of heart, you believe that men must cheat or you believe that it is a man's world or a man is allowed to do whatever they want to do or you believe that women even know how to cheat more than men. It's just that they know how to hide it even better. That message may not be for you. Okay? Matthew 19, 1 to 9. I'll read that scripture again. When Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and went down to the region of Judea, east of the Jordan River. Large crowds followed him there and he healed their sick. Some Pharisees came and tried to trap him with this question. Should a man be allowed to divorce his wife for just any reason? For haven't you read the scriptures? Jesus replied. They record that from the beginning God made them male and female. And he said, This explains why a man leaves his father and his mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two but one, let, let no one split apart what God has joined together. Then why did Moses say in the law? that a man could give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away, they asked. Jesus replied, Moses permitted divorce only as a concession to your hard arts, but it was not what God originally intended. And I tell you this, whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery unless his wife has been unfaithful. Verse 10 and 11, Jesus' disciples said unto him, if this is the case, it is better not to marry. Not everyone can accept this statement. Jesus replied, only those whom God helps. It is not always easy to do the will of God. That is what the scripture is saying. Your flesh will fight you. Your flesh will fight back. It is easier to say that this is the way our forefathers did it. It is easier to say that before Christianity was brought to Nigeria, was brought to Ogun State, where you, where, where you come from, this is how our forefathers did it. They were able to manage three wives. They were able to manage seven wives. Sometimes it is even just simply easier to let yourself go. If you know what I mean. Rather than striving. Rather than trying. But the help of God is available for you. The help of God is available for you when your flesh is weak. 
the help of God is available for you where you are tempted. He will not even allow you to be tempted beyond your capacity. So I want you to make up your mind as you listen to me. I want you to make up your mind that you belong to the fragment of people that will make God proud as you play the game of marriage. Amen. You have to make up your mind. For those of you who are young, you have to begin to guard your heart jealously. You have to begin to guard your heart and to sift the kind of information you take in concerning marriage, concerning marriage relationship. You have to make up your mind that I will be a husband that God can brag about. That's what I used to say when I was a young girl. That I'm going to be a wife that God can brag about. If God should tilt from heaven to say, who are those doing this marriage thing right? Where are the wives that are honoring their husbands? Where are the wives that are keepers at home? Where are the wives that are doing the will of God when it comes to marriage? God, I want to be at the forefront. It is a prayer that you should begin to pray for yourself. Praise the Lord. So I'm rushing because I... I don't want to exceed my time this morning. We have said that an affair is a romantic, uh, emotionally intense relationship. You know, I said that um, on Tuesday. And it is, it is unfortunately, you know, prevalent in this time. It has always been anyway, but God help us. Types of affairs. I spoke about the traditional affair where I said that that is what would naturally come to your mind when you hear that someone is having an affair. You know, it comes with an um, attachment, intense attraction. You know, it may even be love at first sight. It may be something like, where have you been all my life? If I had met you before my wife, although that thing is a lie. If anybody tells you that if only I had met you before I got married, you better run. You better run. Because it is almost always a lie. Okay? I'm talking to the young ones here. Okay, so I mentioned the emotional affair. Where I said that um, they are born out of um, enjoying affection. Enjoying the affection and attention of another person other than your spouse. Characterized by a lot of talking, flirting, talk around sex, you know. Um, but no sex. But there's a lot of those kind of talks going on. And I said it's a matter of time. Given the opportunity, you would eventually fall into sex. Okay? I said that just like other affairs, you know, the, um, the partner in an emotional affair is, of course, hiding this thing. That is how you spot them. They are hiding something. Their phones are so passworded. You cannot... You, do you understand those kind of things? Yes, that is how you spot, you spot them. They are hiding their interactions. I mentioned casual affairs, which is an affair where both parties are into it just for sex. So it's not about talking. It's not about um, any kind of emotional fulfillment or anything. But, you know, friends, we benefit. We meet, we have sex. We plan it, we have sex, we are not expecting each, anything from each other. I spoke about the revenge affair, where I said that this happens when one partner discovers that the other partner has been involved in an affair and then decides to revenge, okay? And we said that um, this, is, this is a no-no, because two wrongs 
don't make a right. The fact that someone decides to dishonor God, dishonor their bodies, does not mean that you have to do the same. Praise God. There's the one night stands that I didn't mention on Tuesday. And this is prevalent among um, um, colleagues, work colleagues. It's quite common among them. Travel for business and then the next thing, boom. You know, there's the repeat sex addict affair. And that is a different category because it is actually an addiction. So I would not want to talk about it here. You know, someone who is addicted or who is suffering from an addiction cannot help themselves. Someone who is suffering from an addiction cannot not do that thing. That, such a person needs help, like professional help. Such a person needs to see a doctor. Do you understand? So I will not talk about that so much here. There's a love addict affair. And some unmarried people already show this tendency. Let me explain to you. You are surrounded by a lot of wonderful guys but you will not pick one of them because in your mind, someone better is coming. Someone better will soon be here. Now, I'm not saying that settle for whoever comes to you. you that's not what I'm saying. But this guy is good. You like him. In fact, you have this two months intense conversation where the intimacy, you know, you liked him, he liked you back, and you were talking morning, afternoon, and night. But now two months have passed. In your mind, you think that you are looking for love. You are looking for the perfect person. When in actual fact, what you are looking for is a relationship where that very first two weeks or three weeks of meeting someone new, you want to sustain it. So you are going about looking for that thing. I don't know why you don't get tired. So you meet a new person and start all over again. What's your name? What's your best color? What's your best food? Where do you live? Tell me about your childhood. You start all over again. These kind of people find it difficult to make a choice. They find it difficult to get married. And when they eventually marry somebody, they continue with it. Praise the Lord. Okay, let me stop there. There are two more, but I will stop there. How do you affect proof your marriage? I started on Tuesday by saying you must build intimacy. Do you remember? You must build intimacy because that is the whole concept of marriage. That is what marriage is all about. And your marriage will be able to withstand almost anything if you are able to build intimacy. Genesis 2, 23 to 25. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and his mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. 25, which is where I'm going to. Adam and his wife were both naked. Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. That is intimacy. That you see through someone, you know someone so well, and yet you are comfortable with the person. That you know everything there is to know about somebody. You are about as close as possible to a person, and yet you desire to come even closer, to get even closer. That is intimacy. 
All right? So I said you must build spiritual intimacy. Do you remember? I said you must build experiential intimacy. Do you remember? I said powerful experiences shared foster deep friendship. So you must go out of your way to, you know, create experiences together. Do new things together. Learn new things together. Go on dates at least once a month. Go out. Those of you that have four children, five children, seven children, leave them at home. Leave them in care of someone and go to a place where both of you can focus on each other. Look at each other. Praise God. Ask yourself, who has this my husband evolved into? Who has he become? I will not, I will not waste time because hmm, I have a lot to say. Visionary intimacy. Visionary intimacy is something that you should build with your partner. It means a sense of going the same way. It means having shared dreams. There are so many couples, so many marriages where the wife dreams differently and the husband dreams differently. And there is no, there is no meeting point in their dreams. There is no meeting point in their dreams, even for their children. And so daddy says that when you write jump, I want you to enter University of Ilori. And mommy says that you better enter Yabatek. Something as simple as that, it is part of it. It shows that there is no togetherness. Praise the Lord. You must have shared vision. A sense of going through life together. You have to be able to say that as a couple, what will we have that we will, we will say that, okay, we have arrived. What is our plan for the year? What is our goal for the next five years? That is how to take advantage of the power of two. Not that the man has his own dreams. Let me just do, let me just do and get out of this country. Then the wife has her own dreams. My own is two shops in Wuse Market. I will now join it together as one. Traveling two different directions as a couple. It is not good for you. So you have to talk all of these things through. And meet at a point where both of you feel satisfied. Okay? So one person is not giving up their dream. The other person is not giving up their dream either. Because you are both human beings. You both have a purpose that God, um, that God put you on earth to fulfill. If you are already together as husband and wife, without considering all of those things, it would have been easier if you had considered your journey before you got married. But if you are already together without considering those things, then you have to talk it through with a lot of patience, with a lot of humility, with a lot of empathy. Man will not say I'm the head of this home. Wherever I'm leading you to just be following me. Okay? Praise the Lord. Intellectual intimacy. Did I mention that on Tuesday? Okay? So stimulate and enrich each other's minds. Read together. Get involved in their interest. Get involved in your partner's interest. That's a great way to build intellectual intimacy. 
Emotional intimacy. Did I mention that? Fantastic. Emotional intimacy. You must build it. Share your innermost thoughts. Have deep conversations. Let your conversations go beyond the surface. You cannot always stop at how was your day. Is food ready every day of the week? Is, food, is it food you came to the world to eat? You cannot always stop there. Have you eaten? You cannot always stop there. Okay, so have deep comfort. Talk about your fears, for instance. What are you afraid of? Talk about your hopes. What do you hope to have or to have achieved in the next six months? Praise the Lord. And make sure you validate. Validate your spouse. Validate their feelings. Don't criticize. Don't judge them. Don't condemn their feelings. That is not good for intimacy. You are not all wise. A man said to me, so is she correct? No answer. Is she correct? Meaning I should join you to judge your wife. It is not, that is not what matters. Does your wife feel understood? Before we even bring up the matter of whether she's right or wrong. Praise God. Sexual intimacy. You cannot play marriage and ignore sex. Praise God. Sex is a huge part of the deal. And you must be deliberate about building your sexual experiences with each other. You have to be deliberate about building your sexual experiences with each other. Time will not permit me. I would have given you a few points under this. You cannot play marriage and ignore sex. Is it food? Yes. That's why when I meet my couples in premarital counseling, we lay it all out. As you are going in, in as much as we are not sure the color you are going to show, but you as a man, how many times per week are you thinking you are going to be firing? You mentioned your figure. We asked the lady, you, what do you think about this? Can you, can you walk towards it? Amen? I've seen a situation where the woman have said that that's too small. Is that what I've been waiting for? And I've seen situations where the woman have said that no, 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 no. See, my mother even told me that it's stressful. So we go back to the, to the, to, to the books and we talk, we talk it out. Praise God. Sexual intimacy is important. It will, it will push temptations far from you. It will push tem temptations far from your partner. So you cannot ignore sex. Okay? If you know that you like flirting, flirt with your wife. If you know that what the devil is tempting you to do is sexting, you know sexting, start it with your wife. Some of you have allowed over familiarity to destroy all the romance in your, in your marriage. You know, my husband will say to me, did I not tell you not to bond these children? Because they take a lot of our time, a lot of, you know, you just always have to consider them. 
And many couples have found themselves so buried in responsibilities that they do not have time for each other. Forgetting that marriage is first about man and wife. Before children. Before purpose. Before business. Praise God. So do what you have to do. Talk about your sex life. Lay it all out. Are you okay with the way things are going? What is, what is your sincere thought? And don't judge. Don't condemn. You are not going to go like, so, you are so boring. You know I've told you that in communication. Right? You don't start that you are thing. When you are trying to express this pleasure. I feel like we can try other positions. Right? I feel like we need more time for, for play. Don't act like you don't know what I'm saying. Okay, so what I really like is deep kissing. That turns me on. And when we skip that, I mean, it, 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 I don't feel okay about the rest of it. Talko. Praise God. And I mentioned crisis intimacy, right? That crisis can actually bring you closer. Rather than drive you apart if you, if you handle it well. Praise God. So I'm done with my recap. I'm starting my message. Create boundaries with members of the opposite sex. You have to create those boundaries because you are a human being. The fact that you are married does not mean that you will not notice somebody of the opposite sex. I hope you know. The fact that you are married does not mean that you are not going to notice a really intelligent young lady or a beautiful one or a good-looking man that now smells nice. You will see them. You will notice them. But if you don't make up your mind that this is where it stops, I don't go beyond this level in my relationship with the opposite sex, you may find yourself in trouble. Because even platonic relationships, platonic relationships have been known to cross. You have a little issue at home. There's that girl at your office that you keep reporting your wife to. You have small problem. There's that guy that you keep telling about how insensitive your husband is. It's a matter of a little time if you don't stop quickly. Praise God. What are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, you know, these cell phones make things even worse. There's that person that you can't wait to log into Instagram to go and message. You have to put boundaries in place, okay? If your husband or your wife tells you that this relationship, I'm not comfortable with it. This person, I'm not comfortable with them. <laughs> Some of you will begin to argue. And it's not like that too. Especially men. I don't know why a man thinks that he understands the, the opposite gender more than a woman. Like, how will you be a man and you will assume that you know women? Your wife has told you that this girl, be careful. You say, ah, oh, she just really wants to know the Lord. 
she just asked me to share some scriptures. Some scriptures from the Bible just to really help her, help her spiritual walk. My brother, you are gone. Okay, have you not heard pastors say it before? That to get a man's attention, just play weak in his area of strength. Have you not heard him say it before? Yeah, if you are smart, you've caught it. You are, you are tripping for our keyboardist, Tabby. You are tripping for the keyboardist. Just ask him, what do you press first? How do you put your fingers? Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Once your partner complains, you have to take a step back first. Don't say she's just being friendly. She's just being helpful. We are women. We know, we know how we do these things. Because some of you men, you feel so proud. You think that you are in this relationship because you asked that person out. And that is why you are together. Because you saw her and you chose her. And as a macho human being, you made the move. You don't know that if she did not like you first, you cannot even talk to her. You cannot even toast her if she does not allow you. If she does not make room for you, you don't know, you cannot get that close. The first night I spoke to my husband, I knew that this is my speck. It was love at first conversation. I knew it. My husband later told me that he just really saw that I have hunger for the Lord. <laughs> me that I got born again nine years before you met me. Hunger, hunger. I got to my room that evening and I said, Lord Jesus. Have you seen your son, Philip? Four hours talk, oh, four hours talk. And it is true for most women. A woman that, cannot, that does not like you, you cannot even be close to her to the extent that you will now say you ask her out. Do you get what I'm saying? So if your wife complains, she knows what she's saying. Unfortunately, this one is more directed towards the men. Because on a normal day, most men just respect married women. They'll just give you a gap. You are in a relationship, they'll most likely respect, you know, maybe it's the bro code thing. Or they feel like, oh, let's just leave that one and move on. I repeat, if your partner is complaining about a certain relationship, do something about it. You may think that she's jealous. Well, it's, it's your fault. You married a jealous wife. So if you are thinking that she's just jealous, I cannot talk to anybody. Your fault is there. You married a jealous wife. Or you have done things in the past to make her distrust you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me move on very quickly. Number three. You know, the first point is build intimacy. Right? The second point is create boundaries with members of the opposite sex. The third point is total transparency with other relationships. Total transparency with other relationships. Especially with the member, members of the opposite sex. 
even if it is work related relationships so if you are having a, a meeting or a lunch um, you are having a meeting or a lunch break hangout with a Mr. David whom you are working on so 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 thing together let your spouse know let your spouse know if it's an after work hangout that has been made sort of compulsory because your team has to deliberate and um, think on something, one thing, one thing, let your spouse know. Let them know where you are. If you want to take it a notch higher, you place a call through to your wife in presence, in the presence of the member of the opposite sex you're having a meeting with. I'm with Ada right now. Do you remember that meeting I told you about? We are there. She's saying Hello. Even Ada will park. I'm telling you the truth. A lady called my husband. And my husband says, oh, I'm driving. I will call you when I get home. And she goes, I don't want problem with your wife. Oh. He caught the call. Are you normal? What are we talking? I say, I'm driving. I'll call you when I get home. You say, they, they are the ones. But some of you men, you will still be indulging them. That no, and my wife is not a problem. Oh, very gentle, a lady. She will now say, What if she hears what we are saying? You will now say, She will not even come close when I'm having phone call. You know, she will be busy with the children. See yourself opening up your home, anyhow. Over simplistic. Don't do that. Okay? I said, there is no innocent relationship that cannot be corrupted. There is no innocent relationship that cannot be corrupted. Last year, March, I don't know how many of you were around during the um, minister's conference where I spoke about a lady who was in my husband's DM every day. And as at that time, I said she had been doing it for about seven months. Do you remember? She's still doing it till today. Every day. I'm telling you. I should get where the police officers have spoken from that angle. I don't know. As in, I'm, I'm forced to ask that when she face her life, is she in a relationship? Pastor, what do you know about her? Should we start praying for her? But you know, Pastor will say, you know. I cannot, let, let's just be praying for her. You know, I will send her the message link so that she can change. Pastor, that one does not want to change. Block her. Amen. That one will not change. Hallelujah. You, do you know that women, huh, you don't know women. It is how water, a drop of water, every second or every minute can in a year cause great damage. If you don't tell them off, they will not go. They will be looking for that little opportunity. So you men, be careful. Praise the Lord. Okay, the next one, device passwords sharing. Mm-hmm. Ah. Keep the room 
quiet, so I'll continue. I don't understand how you, you share your body with someone, but you cannot share your phone with them. I don't understand how, I mean, somebody gave birth to children for you. But you cannot give them the password to your phone. What is your reason? Who is a man here that can explain? Or are there women that do that too? you should have their password so that you can be snooping around and be looking for trouble or be trying to start a fight. That is actually not the issue. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm saying that you should have their password so that you can watch their backs. And it is part of your job as a married person to watch the back of your spouse. Like the example where I made where some men innocently or out of politeness, continue to entertain, you know, so ladies, and say, I don't know how to tell her off. I don't know what to say to her. I, you know, you, you know she's, she's not harmful. She's just saying hello every morning by 6 a.m. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. I'm, I'm seeing things, so. Hey, I am seeing things. Oh, you think it's easy to be the wife of a fine boy? Fine boy preacher for that matter. He will not start doing surely, 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 bounce, bounce. There are those that want to, they just want to cash him. Just bounce towards me, pastor. Bounce to this direction. Even the protocol officers, now they are fasting and praying on the matter. Where's bro Edwards? The other day he said, ma, I know before we have been praying for pastor, but now you have to begin to pray for we, the protocol, that are close to him. Because as we guide pastor against things, he's touching us. Surely, 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 hey, surely, surely. So you are watching their back. It is part of your job. When you are watching the back of your partner, you are looking out for your own self and you are looking out for the children that God gave you. Let me tell you a story. A woman told me that at some point in a marriage, godly woman, a husband to godly man, she began to feel that 
No, she, she, she began to remember the story of a particular man of God that fell into the sin of adultery. And the story kept coming back to her. And so she felt God wanted her to pray for that man. And she was praying for the man. But as she was praying for the man, the story of that man keeps coming back. And in that story, you know, the man eventually lost a child. And God said that, um, according to what we heard, according to what she heard, that you have to confess this sin, you know, because it is part of the reason why the devil was able to attack your family and kill your child. She would even mention it to her husband that I hope all is well. You know, I keep thinking of this man. Eh? He eventually lost a child. God have mercy. And all of that. She prayed. She would pray. Eventually, God was actually trying to call our attention to the situation of our own marriage. Eventually, she picked her husband's phone and she saw. And do you get what I'm saying? She eventually saw two things played out there. She prayed, which is my last point. I will get there. She eventually saw. But when she saw, guess what? Because she had been praying, the mantle was at a point where it was done, but he didn't know how to walk out. When she saw, it was like, oh, well, take Emmy Cola. Do you get? Should I, should I call her with your phone? Should we talk to her together? They eventually talked to the lady together. It happened. If she never picked that phone up, only God knows how long that would have gone on. Do you get what I'm trying to say now? So you are watching their back. You are not checking because you want, to, you want to fight. The checking is not even to go and look for something. You are watching. I am watching your back. You are watching my back. Talk it through in your marriage. Whatever it is you are hiding on your phone, you can go and delete them today. Clear all the chats. Block anything that needs to be blocked. You and your husband. You and your wife. Sit down and say, we want to do marriage God's way. Are you getting me? Somebody lost a whole child. A whole child. Do you know what it takes? A whole child to this issue we are discussing. Pray. Pray. Pastor Mildred posted something and said, um, ladies, let's pray for our husbands or something like that. And some woke women attacked. Why is it the women that should be praying all the time? And she was even trying to say that, but I did not say the men should not pray. I need a women ministry. And I'm talking to the women that this month we want to pray for our husbands. And they said that, you know, they began to fight. They began to riot. This story came back to my mind. Someone lost their whole child. See, the Bible says that the devil has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. This devil you are playing with and speaking English to, he hates you. He's not playing with you at all. He hates you passionately. So you shouldn't take chances. The Bible says that woe to him that is alone. 
Because on the day he falls, there will be no one to help him up. That is why you should pray. So that you will be sensitive. So that you will be strengthened. You will have energy to help. You'll be sensitive and you'll have energy to help your partner in case they are weak. The Bible says we should watch and pray so that we will not fall into temptations. That's another reason why you should pray. You may think that you are standing, you are holy, you are purified, you gave your life to Christ at 12. Let him who thinks he stands, let him be very careful and let him watch, lest he falls, because it is possible. Are you following me? The later part of that scripture, Matthew 26, 41, it says that the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The temptation out there is just too much. It is just too much, especially in a time like this. So watch and pray. Watch and pray. My time is up, so I'll round this up very quickly. God forbid that your partner has an affair. God forbid that you find out that something like this is going on in your marriage. Especially as a born-again Christian, God married in church, loves the Lord, you know, you will be devastated. Definitely you will be de devastated. An affair is not just a violation of trust. It is a crisis of identity. It's not just about you broke my trust, you broke my promise. It's not just about you told me that you would love me, you, 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 um, you vowed that we'll be together. You know, it puts the other person in a place where they begin to think, am I not enough? What did I do wrong? What would they have me do? Where have I failed? And then someone who is building something already crumbles. How can I continue to do this when home is like this? How can I continue to do that when my home is like this? It is not your fault. That's where I'm going to. It is not your fault. In case your partner makes such a mistake, you have to understand that it is not your fault. The devil is a bad devil. The times we live in, perilous. The person who made the mistake should take responsibility. And you should seek help. In many Christian marriages, they keep this kind of thing very secret. They keep it really secret because, you know, it's shameful. How do, we, how do we say it outside? How do we take it to pastor? How do we take it to a counselor? We had a couple goals of the century. But if you don't get proper help, if the person who faltered is not mentored, exposed to mentoring or spiritual help or some counseling or some therapy, there's the possibility that they will do it again. And for you who is at the receiving end of such a treatment, it may not heal. You may not heal. And so you see women 
who were soft-spoken, loving, very wonderful. Six years down the line, six years down into their marriage, they turned to something else. I don't know if you've seen things like that before. And then they are ash. They are unkind. They are unfriendly. They didn't deal with their pains. The reason why you must deal with it, because when we talk about marriage, we must talk about the children. The reason why you must deal with it appropriately and allow yourself to heal is because your children are watching. And they don't understand that, oh, mom was actually so sweet until the seventh anniversary when things went south. What they see, because they learn about marriage from you, is that people are unhappy in marriage. Mommy is always shouting. Daddy locks himself up. And then they begin to wonder, do I even want to do that? They are adults of marriageable age. They want love, they desire it, because God has put that in us, that desire for marriage in us. But because of a dysfunction at home, because of how they saw their parents run their marriage, they are afraid to give themselves in love. You don't want to do that to your children. You don't want to do that to yourself either. So heal. Seek help. If you are here, you are young, you are not yet married, and something is telling you that you may not be able to be faithful, or you already have five girlfriends on top of pocket money that they are giving you from, you don't have a job. You understand? You see your friends that are helping you with urgent 2K. But with that, you can still keep five girlfriends. Marriage is not for you yet. You have to work on yourself. Think of the woman that is going to dedicate her life to you. And of the children that God wants to put on earth through you. So get help. Get help. Hallelujah. Can we bow our heads and pray? Father, thank you for your word. We thank you for the work of healing that you have started in this place this morning. Thank you, Lord. Because you had the balm in Gilead. You are the physician in Israel. And you are here with healing in your wings. Anyone that has been hurt, Lord, I pray for your healing for them. Mend their hearts and make them whole again. I pray for everybody present here this morning that you equip us, you help us, you help us to be able to stand by what is right. You help us to be able to do marriage your way. We know that everything about marriage speaks about you, speaks about the Trinity, speaks about Christ and the church. Help us to bring glory to your name in the way we run our marriages in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for how you have helped us thus far. Help us to continue in this might and in this wisdom. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. 
Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.